convenience in a relationship or convenience in your life in general sounds great. You know, you can, you know, call your spouse whenever you pretty much want to call them or text them or get in touch with them as quickly as you need to. Um, anything that you want to research on the internet can be found rather quickly. That could be anything from uh, WikiLeaks or Wiki, or was it WikiHow or something, Wiki.com or Google or YouTube or uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all of those things. Even porn sites, it doesn't matter. Convenience has a way of doing things for you that you don't have to think too much about. So we tend to stick with convenience as a society, as a whole, uh, and convenience has has found its way into our homes and it's found its way into our lives and our relationships and then into our personal beings. Convenience has found its way into our religion and our purpose and our souls and our minds and the way that we process things and we think about things. Hey, you guys, my name is Tyree. Welcome to another episode of Lot Pop Talks. And what I want to talk to you today about is intimate measures. Again, today's episode is going to be about intimate measures. Now, I started the podcast talking about convenience. And what I mean by convenience is that this is something that is to the point where we are now in 2019. It is automatic. It is something that we we covet. We love convenience. You know, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself because convenience for me is like going to the store and buying pizza. You know, it's five dollars so I can get it and I can put it in my oven, you know, after I take out the box, of course. And um, <laughs> I can I can put it in my oven and in about 20 something minutes at 400 degrees, I've got some of the best pizza um, that I want. Shout out to DiGiorno for a shameless plug. But anyway. And I've gained weight because of it. Now, I've gained weight not because of the pizza, but the fact that it's convenient for me to go and get pizza, put it in my oven and cook it and eat it without having to really like I don't have to drive. I don't have to warm the car. I don't have to, uh, you know, deal with a line. I don't have to deal with customers. I don't have to deal with an irate cashier or something like that. And I don't have to take my entire family with me to do it. So it's convenience for me that I've come to understand that, you know, I appreciate the convenience and it has its place. However, we're not here talking about pizza. We're talking about a part of your life that if you try to implement convenience, then you are doing yourself a disservice. In your stand and standing for your marriage, convenience will hurt it can hurt you it can hurt your efforts and everything that you have built up about yourself can be destroyed by convenience and i don't mean that convenience is a terrible thing but what i mean is if you're going to build up yourself in your relationship if you're trying to be the best man that you can be if you're trying to be the best woman you can be the best spouse the best husband that you can be based on the standards that you you give yourself then it's not convenience that's going to get you there it's practice you have to be able to practice what it's like to be an intimate spouse i believe that there's three areas three important areas where you can be intimate and you can use these areas one after another um and after you pretty much nail them down you can get into um you know how to flex your muscles how to how to flex your spiritual your mental muscles with practice and then the first one is our practice is being intimate with god with spiritual freedom the promises that god has made for us the 
the obedience that we give him in order to live and draw ourselves closer to him in our daily lives. We also have the Bible and the word of God for us to read. We do not have to guess what, what God is saying. We don't have to pretend that God's word is something that we can pick and choose whenever it fits our situation. The word of God is the word of God since the word of God has been written. It's something that you can use. It's something that you should follow um, to the best of your ability and beyond because uh, obedience with God and what it means to live as the way that he has designed for you. There is freedom within that because there's not there's no point in you worrying about things that you cannot control. You can't control the weather. You can't control time. You can't control the hearts of other people. So if your spouse has still brought you to a point where their actions confuse you or what they talk about confuses you um, to the point where you're just not sure who they are anymore. I want you to stop because that's not something you can control. The, the only thing that you can control is the state of confusion that you're in, your choice to be confused. What I mean uh, with a choice to be confused is that when when your spouse has done, said, written, uh, messaged you about whatever it is that they like about you or dislike about you or did not appreciate about you if it's something that uh diminishes or is a detriment to your intentions with communicating with your spouse or providing a, a prayer or a kind word or even a listening ear if they find themselves sending you any type of signal that they do not appreciate anything that you have done for them the first thing you're going to go through is confusion you're going to ask yourself wait 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 what why would such and such say such a thing? Why would why would she think that way? Why would he talk to me like that? That is just that is the state of confusion that I'm talking about. When you're intimate with God, there is no state of confusion. The word is what the word was when the word was written. And if you you know the the, the uh, one of the best examples for us is the, is the way that Jesus Jesus lived. You know, if we hope to attain true intimacy with God, then Jesus must be our model. You know, and first John 4, 10, it says in this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriate propitiation for our sins. God has sent us a gift before we even recognized who God was in our lives. He had already invested in us. It's the same thing when you invest in your spouse. They don't know that you're about to do something. They don't know that you're about to speak about something, but it's a gift, something you did. You gave to them something that they didn't even know they needed. You provide it for them, whether that be a kind word or a gift or even a prayer or even a thought about them. That's a gift that you have you've provided for them that they haven't quite understood. And so for them to respond to those gifts in a state of uh, to be unappreciative of what you've done causes confusion for us. That confusion is just a reminder that we are to live as God has intended for us to live, to follow the example of Jesus Christ and to understand that people who are who are living in the fog, who are living in, you know, quote unquote sin, don't see that just yet. And that is for us to recognize is that we're not here to we're not here to judge our spouse and we're not here to question their actions and their attentions. That's not our place. They live and they think the way that they do, because that's the state that they're in right now. Your only task is to live and be intimate with God. 
Pull yourself closer to the word of God. Pull yourself closer to the way he wants you to live because the way that he wants you to live is not one bound by anger and anguish and resentment and 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 revenge. He wants you to live in a state of freedom. God is basically saying, I've got this. All I need you to do is live your life as I've intended and live your life as joyfully and as abundantly as you possibly can. Let me carry the load. Intimacy with God. Another step I want you guys to talk about or I want you guys to listen for is intimacy for yourself. And what I mean by that is by being intimate with yourself, you are concentrating on what is happening right here, right now. And I want you to choose who you want to be. And that could be based off of who you used to be. And I don't mean that you know, or the, the, the woman you could have been, the man you could have been, that angry, no holds barred, no filter type of person. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who has, you know what? I used to be able to uh, write poetry. I used to do so much artwork. I used to be active in my community. I used to do, uh, do things like that. When before you got married or even when you got married, you used to do so many things. And I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even know you. And I can assume that you used to be so good at so many things. And if you weren't good at so many things, you had one thing that you were exceptional at. And if you've gotten to this point of your marriage where it's like um, you're not happy or they're not happy, or your spouse isn't happy with you, then the both of you. If not you or them alone, the both of you have cut away something or stopped something that made you who you were, an individual that when you got married, you no longer did anymore. Maybe you used to read and you don't read anymore like that. Or maybe you used to love writing, but you don't write like that anymore. What God has allowed to happen into your life and what God has allowed to happen into your marriage is a is, is only a reminder that there was there is and there still will be a part of you that you still need to refine, redefine and rediscover. That's why when people get separated, right, the one who wants to go through all the separations, they are so they act like they're so happy. I found myself, blah, 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 blah. I understand they want to be happy. That's great. Good for them. Um, however, they did. They probably created a path of destruction in order to get there. But the thing is, is that what they've experienced is only a snippet, even though it may not be a complete picture. It's a snippet of what God can do when you choose you. When you choose you and there is a way to get to that version of you without destroying everyone else in the process. There, there very much is a way for that to happen. But if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want to talk to you about how is it that you can make this not only with yourself, but you can make this with your partner. So in order to make this with yourself, like I like I mentioned before, you want to list down what are the things that you were great at, you know, not just good, but what were you great at? What was it that excited you and what was it that that molded itself in your mind and maybe never made it to the physical realm? You know, or what is something that you started that you stopped because you wasn't quite sure on how to take it to the next level? Well, what if all you had to do was just ask someone or all you had to do was research on social media or on YouTube or Google um, anywhere and rediscover how things that you used to do are done in today's world? And what if something like that took time out of your your day that um, there wasn't room for worry or that there wasn't room for 
depression and there wasn't there wasn't room for wondering what your spouse is doing because I'm going to remind you again that whatever your spouse is doing you're not going to agree with it so there's no point in sitting there worrying about what it is that they're doing um while they're gone they're they're trying to live the life that they believe is built for them but what we're going to talk about is you should not lose yourself regardless of what's happening to your spouse so being intimate with yourself Find out if there's something that you were good at or something that you used to do. Why aren't you doing that anymore? And if it's something that you've never done, right? Maybe you've done all the things you wanted to do, but maybe it's time for something new. Well, here's the here's the day. Today's the day for you to step out. I want you to step out today and start figuring out what, what what's something I could learn today and make it interesting. It doesn't have to be basket weaving. It doesn't have to be, uh, heck, what was it? Was it, uh, axe throwing or something like that? It doesn't have to be any of those type of things, but along those lines, you know, it's just something that it's different. It's interesting. Get wild, get interesting, get, get out there, uh, you know, go out of space with it, you know, and look it up, find out what it's about and then have the, and get around people. You can have conversations with about that stuff. Why am I telling you all of this? Because, Intimacy with yourself is rediscovering who you are, taking time to question and challenge your 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 previous state of mind. I want to what are you thinking about? Like, you know, I want to think about uh, what would it take for me to build this thing? What would it take for me to grow this thing? Well, what if I do something that I've never done before? What if I decide to, uh, I don't know, body build, not necessarily lose weight, but I want to um increase my speed, my foot speed. I want to increase my running speed. Maybe I want to, uh, uh, do my hair in a funky way, or maybe I want to, um, I want to start a a mentorship group. I want to start a coaching business. I want to start, you know, just whatever the, the possibilities are endless. They're, they're endless. And when you are intimate with yourself and happy with what you're doing, all of that intimacy with yourself is going to steal your mind and and steal, I mean, S-T-E-E-L-E, steal your mind in such a way that you're going to be ready for the next challenge and the next challenge and the next challenge. This is how some people make it through college, like all the way through college, right straight from their from their uh, first day of signing up all the way to their, you know, bachelor's or, or master's or doctorates or whatever it is, or people have multiple PhDs or something like that. They found something about themselves that they enjoy doing, so they do it to the max. If you're finding something that you're happy about, that you love, that you're interested in, you're doing it to the max, then the money is the last thing you're worried about. Because then whatever you like or what you love or what you are passionate for, you can find a way to turn that into income for yourself. And if you don't, there are people out there who can at least direct you in the right in the right path to make that happen. Why does all of that happen? Why do you hear all of this? Because your intimacy and your obedience with God allows you to live your life the best way that you can, the best way that he has designed for you. And because you have chosen to be intimate with God, you have chosen to be intimate with yourself. You have chosen to be intimate with your thoughts. And now you are taking yourself and your goals and your destiny and your love to the very next level. And where you can go, there really is no cap on it there's no space on it or something like that you can you can then talk to people you've never talked to before you'll pick up that phone and call somebody who can actually help you and if you can't if you don't know anybody you'll get to know somebody you know you you'll end up in networking events you'll end up somewhere and and i love talking about this stuff with you guys because this is something that when you've done it you will turn into somebody who is you you have an endless supply of motivation 
You have an endless supply of faith. You have an endless supply of love. That is something that no one can take from you. I don't care how wrong they're treating you. You found happiness within yourself and then it's abundantly available. So now you can give. Now you can give. The last point I want to make is about intimacy with your spouse. If you guys caught my last um, article and video that I did on Lot Pop Talks, you can check it out either on YouTube or you can go to my website at TyreeWilson.com. I wrote about how a woman who has chosen to be intimate with her husband, regardless of the way that he spoke to her, the way that he felt about wanting to get the divorce done and over with. But he was doing he felt he was doing her a favor by being cordial during a dinner date, you know, with her. Like this is our final dinner together. And she chose to be intimate with her husband to think about him first and to put his thoughts first and say, you know what? I know that I'm going through something. I know that I'm hurt too, but I'm, I'm God put me here for a reason. I'm in this position for a reason. Let me serve you. And she did such a thing by listening and answering and responding to her husband in a kind, caring, but open way. And it swayed her husband's mind to the point where he had to look at himself. He no longer had to concentrate on her. He had to concentrate on him. And he did not like what he heard. He did not like what he saw. And he had then confessed his anger and his resentment and then his love for his wife. Intimacy with your spouse has the ability to do that. So you may ask, uh, you know, how can I be intimate with somebody that has hurt me so much? Or how can I be intimate with somebody who will not speak to me? I've tried to be intimate, but all of those ways have been blocked. I can't wear I can't do it anymore. I'm afraid to do it anymore. That's all the points that uh, I hear and the questions that have hit me every once in a while. But I tend to do this. For one, I've been there. Okay, I understand what it's like to experience that type of loss. It's, it is an unfair loss. Like to have somebody, and then it's a, it's a fear factor uh, involved with that because when you are with somebody and even if they were to turn around and all of a sudden say that they want to come home, that they they love you, they're so sorry, or, or they forgive you and they, they want to make things right, it's like being uh, in a Hollywood movie or it's like watching a Hollywood movie where somebody faked their death you know, and then there's this whole funeral service. Everybody's mourning. There's grieving. There's payments. There's uh, cat fighting. There's family. And then you find out that your spouse was alive this entire time or you find out that the person in the movie was alive the entire time. Everybody in the movie is shocked and everybody in the movie, everybody's crying and whatnot. In real life, if you found out, you would be angry, angry that somebody, you know, you'd be angry that somebody decided to put you under the thumb of of pain, hurt, anger, resentment to the point where they wanted a divorce and they were ready to destroy the family in order to do that. And then for them to turn around and say, you know what? I was wrong. And there is a route now, not your initial reaction. You're going to be shocked. You're going to be happy. You're going to be in love. You're just going to, you're going to thank God and everything. Okay. You will re-enter the honeymoon phase. And I, and that's, you know, something that I've learned. You will, you will re-enter the honeymoon phase. And The thing about the honeymoon phase is that one day it will end. And that when the honeymoon phase ends, there's a risk not saying that this isn't a short thing. There's a risk that you or the or your partner will have some type of hang up because of the reconciliation. They'll feel like there are some things that they have not worked on. Some of them, some, some I've, I've heard of some spouses who get back with their, with, with their significant others who felt that they didn't have to change a thing. You know, they taught you a good lesson by 
proclaiming divorce. That's risky and it's real. And I want you guys to think about that because it's not not saying that I want you to like, you know, pray for that or or place that over your heart and over your life. But it is possible. And this is a way to shit to save yourself and them from the shock of resentment and and anger and false starts. I want you to think about your spouse in three different phases of their life, the past, the present, the future. If you're thinking about your spouse, as far as the past is concerned, I want you to consider what drove you to them in the first place. What attracted you to your spouse? What attracted them to you? What were you doing? Who were you? Did you work somewhere? Did you make some type of money? Were you um, were you active in, like I said, in your community? Were you a, a Casanova type? Were you were you planting seeds everywhere and you just happened to land with that one person? Or did you put in the time? You know, did you put in the effort? Was there courtship? Was there dating? Was there dinner? Was there movies? You know, where, where, what was it? Was there handholding and stuff like that? If you can conjure up all of those um those feelings, those memories and emotions, I want you to concentrate on those because those are the things that can save you as far as reconnecting with the person that you remember, the person that you miss. You miss that person from the past. And also, if that person has done something to slight you in the past, then that's something that you can talk about with them when the time comes. And if they don't want to talk to you about it, that's perfectly fine because you can then speak to God, your intimacy with God, your intimacy with yourself to be able to actively and uh, without regret or fear. You can do it confidently and with assurance that I want to I want to revisit what hurt me back then or what confused me back then or what drove me to do XYZ back then. You can do that when you have intimacy with yourself, because intimacy is um, is, is the brand, is the name that conquers fear. Intimacy best move is taking fear and reminding you that it isn't real. Fear is simply a choice, but choosing intimacy with yourself through intimacy with God will then create a uh, um, a space. It creates a space where you are now intimate with the your spouse from the past. Now, the next step is the present. You may hate. You may come to hate or seriously dislike who your spouse has become at this point. But intimacy allows you to understand that this did not happen overnight. And if it's something that if there's a behavior that they've exuded that you don't particularly care for or something that you just you're just so confused about, understand that they are human too, whether it be male or female. We're all going through something. We're all at different stages of our lives. We all had different hopes, dreams and aspirations that we thought of for ourselves And when we haven't made those things, sometimes the worst of us comes out because we're simply we're not upset with you. We're upset with our you know, you're upset with your life. They're upset with their life. They're not happy with where they are. And you can be married to that person in the past and then still but not have the capacity to allow that person from the past to grow into the spouse of the present. 
And it's something I, I, I tell you about, not only because I want you to think about it, I want you to understand that this is something that your spouse or your prodigal spouse has done as well. They've thought about you in a certain way, in a certain light, with a certain understanding and a certain rate of growth that they think you are experiencing. And when you didn't reach that potential or you exceeded that potential, it jarred them. It jarred them in such a way that they just could not deal with what it is that you're doing. So what did they do? Maybe they cheated on you. Maybe they took drugs. Maybe they started drinking. Maybe they just disappeared. Maybe they have uh, maybe they have like uh, what is it like panic attacks? They you know, maybe they like they started arguing more. Maybe they became louder. Maybe you were the quiet one. Right. And now you're the loud one or they were the quiet one. Now they're the loud one in a relationship. Maybe they want to take um, they were taking up all the decision making in the household and then you guys butt heads about everything this comes from people feeling like they've been slighted they've been shortchanged and their expectations were not being met but it wasn't fair to either you or them because their expectations or your expectations of their life was based on your own personal growth and it did not allow for you or the other person to grow as individuals Intimacy, intimacy cancels all of those unfair expectations. Intimacy allows you to listen, to talk, to even adore and listen enthusiastically to each other, to allow you to finish your sentence, to allow you to get your point across. To hear what excites you and to covet what scares you. Intimacy's best move is removing fear. And it it's a reminder that fear is simply a choice. You have made it to a part or a stage of your life where you felt like you should be more than what you are right now. They have made it to a point of their life that they should feel like they should be more than what they are right now. And the fear of not reaching that has caused this conflict during this season of your life. Remember that intimacy destroys fear. The last point I want to make with you guys is about the intimacy for the future. When you think about your spouse or when you think about your family, when you think about yourself, when you think about the promises that God and the abundance and love that God has for you, the blessings he's getting ready to pour into your life. What do you see? How do you feel? If you go to work and you bust down your 40 hours, you expect to get paid, right? I mean, I think you can look, you can even, you can take how many hours you work or whatever your break is or how much vacation time you get or something like that, how much overtime you do, and you can predict your income, right? You can, you can control your income. Everybody who is a, everybody who, uh, who's making money out there is not a businessman, but you can, you can run your life like a business. You can run your, you can run your life like an entrepreneur. You don't have to do just one thing. You could be good at one job and work that job any kind of way you want, because now you know how much money you're making, how much hours you have to work in order to get that money, how to put money in different resources so that your, your money that you're making from your main job can support your side hustles and your side jobs and stuff like that. You can see the future. 
and predict what it is that you'll be able to do based off of the work that you put in. Based off of the work that you put in. You can then be intimate with the future by taking care of the present. There is somewhere, there's a place, there's a goal that you or your spouse have once shared with each other, with where you are headed. And sometimes if you're lucky, if you're blessed and you're lucky, if you're blessed, you're lucky and you are anointed in it, you'll reach that goal together. And sometimes you won't. You won't reach it together, but it never said, you know, it never meant that you wouldn't be outpaced. Or that what it is that you're aiming for wasn't yours to begin with. No, the the thing is, is that it's at the rate. The rate is the only thing. The rate of time is the only thing that has changed. Or it never changed. And it just wasn't in the plan as it wouldn't happen as fast or on time as the way you thought it would be. But it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. Because if you can think about who you are as far as the work that you're willing to put in, you are then intimate with yourself and you could be intimate with your spouse. I know that my spouse puts in this type of work. He or she will make it to this goal because it's something that they've talked about. It's something that they've trusted me for, trusted me with and and, and to hear and to understand. And I know that they're going to make it one day for them. They're going to make it one day. But we're not going to worry about just your spouse. We have to get you to that. How do we get you to that point? You have to be able to trust yourself as well. You have to be able to hear what fears you're dealing with. And you have to be able to openly talk about them because that's an important step of making it through your development. And if you can't speak to your spouse, that's fine. That's fine. Sit down. Write it down on paper what it is that you need to do in order to attain the goals that you need in a sense that which way it will help you, which way it will grow you and in which ways it will challenge you. And I want you to go ahead. I want you to go out there and I want you to implement your plan. I want you to talk about what it is that scares you. I want you to go out there and and do something about it. Don't just list your problems off to people or to yourself or even uh, or even within. Don't just list them. Talk about them. Discuss them. What do I need to do to make this happen? What do I need to do to reach this goal? How can I be a more more devoted Christian and man as I go on throughout my life? What is it that I can do? who Who else can I serve? Who else can I make their day better? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else can I give myself to without worrying about a favorable return? Live like that. Think like that. I want you to eat like that. Sleep like that. And watch what God does with your life. You you feel like you're going to lose somebody. You're not going to lose anyone. You, what's going to happen is the situation might change. The relationship might uh, might change as far as earth standards are concerned. But nothing has really changed because I have seen people who are who, who may not be uh, legally with their spouse, but in spiritual in the spiritual connection and spiritual realm. They're with you every day. They're calling you. They're texting you. They laugh with you. They they share good news with you. They share bad news with you. Those people that are they're still married to you. 
they're still married to you. Now, the only thing as far as your marriage is concerned, if you're still standing for your marriage, which would be, I think would be a beautiful and great thing. What you have to do, all that's left to do is you continue to pray over your marriage. You continue to pray over unity that you continue to pray that, okay, we that we are one day made whole again. And if we are not made whole, if it is not in God's will that we're not made whole, then at least make us effective for one another. Make us effective. I don't say make us happy because God did not promise you happiness with your spouse. Um, happiness is a choice and happiness costs something that either you or your spouse has to be willing to pay in order to reach that point. And you don't need to be with somebody to be happy. That's the ultimate lesson as well, too. You don't have to be with somebody to be happy. You choose happiness. Intimacy. Intimacy is a choice and it defeats fear, but it also grows self-love. It grows action. It grows purpose. It grows confidence. It grows assuredness. There's just too many avenues. Intimacy is like water. It's like water for you. Whatever you pour it into, it will take that shape of. Because you you've decided I'm going to care for me because God cared for me. I can care for my spouse and I can care for my children. I can care for my people because God. Because I've chosen to be intimate with God and he before I was born had chosen to be intimate with me. God loves you. He loves you. God loves you. If no one else in this world has the guts to say it to you. If no one has the 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 energy, the power, the confidence to say it to you. God loves you. And he's not afraid of showing everybody. He ain't afraid of showing out. He's going to do it for you. He's going to make it possible. And then he has already sent you the gifts you need. To reach your goals. All right, you guys, that's today's episode on Lot Pop Talks. We're going to get um, probably like two more podcasts out of this topic right now because I felt like this is something God wants us to hear, that we need to be reminded of. That no matter what it is that we talk about, no matter what it is that we're going through, no matter what it is the enemy is trying to bring our way. God chose to be intimate with us first. And it's our duty and it's our job and it's our purpose. It's best for us to choose him, to choose ourselves and to choose our happiness. If this podcast episode has reached you in any way, please like, share, subscribe. Um, You can rate the the podcast no matter where it is that you're listening to and pretty much every every area spotify uh, spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher um uh cast box and all that that's you know that's where the podcast is please help me by spreading the message and i'll see you guys next time god bless
Hey listeners, this is Tyree. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Um, I do appreciate your time, your attendance, your attention, your um, your listenership, and for those of you on YouTube, your viewership. Um, if you can, help support the channel um, by liking, favoriting, subscribing, sharing. If this touched you at all, if you felt this is something that's important to other people, um, it does really help the channel grow. It helps the podcast grow. Um, and I'm just truly thankful to God that you are here with me and follow me on this journey. I really look to take this thing to the next level. And again, I feel like we can do that together. So as always, thank you again for listening. And if you ever have any questions or comments or praise, or maybe you want to call into the show, please do message me at Tyree Wilson, B-I-Z-1 at gmail.com. And I'll get your message. We can play something on the uh, podcast for you so that other people know that you're out here and that you are uh, engaged and you're looking for more content. Check you later. And again, thank you so very much.